0: Hi, this is Ben Hopkin. Welcome back to my podcast, Acting Without the Drama. I am very excited about the podcast that we're doing today. This is the director's perspective on acting, and I have Carolyn McRae with me. She's my production partner, and we've been working together for about seven years at this point. And I actually met her through a screenwriter's class. I was going as an actor, helping to workshop the material that the screenwriters would bring in. And these were all professional-level screenwriters, many of whom had sold or optioned their scripts. And Carolyn was definitely one of those. And I was just so impressed by the language that she would bring in every week. Language that I got to chew up as an actor. It was great. Uh, She cast me in a film that she had produced herself and also directed. And so I got to know her as a director as well. And was really impressed by the fact that, you know, there, there are really few people out there that can really direct their own material and do it without being too attached to their own stuff. And she was one of those people that has the talent to do both of them. Carolyn, if you wanna take just a second to introduce yourself.
1: Thanks, Ben, that was such a warm welcome. I really appreciate it. I've been writing for about 15 years now and directing about seven, and I am so addicted. That's pretty much my life now, writing, producing, and directing.
0: And really, working with Carolyn has been something that has enriched me as an actor, It's helped me to understand the process more thoroughly, and so what I'm going to do here is I'm going to basically pick our brain for the next few minutes so that we can all benefit from it. I I just think that it's so incredibly valuable that we as actors learn what directors and writers need from us. And so I'm actually going to be talking to you about both perspectives, probably mostly focusing on the director relationship, but the writer's relationship is also really valuable for actors. So I'm gonna start off with this question. What is it that you enjoy most about working with actors?
1: From the writer's perspective, probably the first time you see your work up on its feet and have it have its life you know, really breathed into it is pretty amazing. I don't think there's really anything like it for a writer. As a director, it's how you see how much you have to work with. You have your own idea as where it's gonna go and for the most part, they're wrong, and then the actors do their thing, and you realize there's this whole other world, and everything can go. And again, that first time as a director to it up on the stage with the actors that really commit and get your work is, is pretty profound.
0: Now, I have to call you on something, because you're saying that you like your own material, but I've heard you, as director Carolyn, refer to writer Carolyn as a hack.
1: Yeah, if anyone out there is wearing more than one hat on production, you have to wear that one hat really securely. So when I'm working as the director, I really don't remember having written it for the most part. (laughs) And I get really frustrated with the writer, just like the writer gets really frustrated with the director for changing your words. It's like, what was she thinking? You know, the prima donna. So it's pretty awesome.
0: Yeah, multiple personality is actually a requirement for independent producing. (laughs) Yes, exactly. (laughs) So what would you say is the first thing that you look for in an actor?
1: I would say commitment. I think committing to their choices coming in pretty much full bore, you know. If I don't like the choices they've made, at least I know they can commit. I don't like people that come in middle of the road or do what they think I want. That's really difficult for me to read. I don't know if they can ultimately make the choices and that's what I'm really looking for. Otherwise, I would just do it as novel. I want actors to bring something new and different and very specific to the role that brings it to life. So I'm looking for that specificity and seeing that they've made some really bold choices. I find if you're not bold, if you're just trying to please me, I don't know what kind of actor you are. You need to make that bold choice to go for it, you inhabit the role, and then even if I don't like it, I can make adjustments. And so I feel like that person has the guts to do that. I'm looking, I guess, really for
0: guts. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to ask a question that's going to be, I think, enlightening for a lot of people and possibly a little terrifying. but. How long does it take for you to know whether or not you like an actor?
1: When they walk into the room, before they've even spoken for the vast majority. There's some method people who are already in character, and that's actually kind of fun and great. I mean, some people don't like it, some people do. Even if not, just that confidence level, even if they're a little nervous, once they settle and start their performance, honestly, the crack of the bat, is the crack of the bat. It's not on the fourth swing. It's usually on the first one. So I can think of every actor we know and love, and we knew the very first moment
0: that we saw him perform. And that's even when their first performance is something that we don't even like.
1: Right, exactly. There's times people make choices, and you're like, what the? (laughs) But you love the fact that they went there, and you feel kinship to them immediately. And for me as a director, I want to work with them. Because you feel like they put thought into it. As a director, that's what you're asking your actors to go for. And if you can't do that on your own, I find it very rare for a director to be able to pull that out of you. I can't make you swing harder for the most part.
0: Yeah, I'm actually going to share with you an embarrassing moment that uh, that yeah, I had It's, it's with, really with embarrassing, Karen. too, yeah.
1: yeah. It was awesome. We should have taped it.
0: Yeah, uh, no, absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Carolyn brought in this brilliant script for Gilmore Girls, and she cast me as Luke, and I was terrible. Yes. I I made choices that were terrible. But you know, again, (laughs) thank you. (laughs) (laughs) There was enough there and she knew me as an actor and she saw that I was making choices. And even though she was like, wow, where are you coming from? She knew that she could work with me on it. So tell me about your process in working with actors. How do you start to develop a working relationship with them? Talk to me about that process.
1: When I first started working seven years ago, I was mostly working with pretty much SAG actors and I was pretty much a nobody and I had directed nothing. I had worked on multiple productions, and I was really so tentative about directing actors. I thought, who am I to do this? They had been at the Academy of Art in London, or whatever, and they'd been at the Globe, you know. i have been watching Star Trek a lot, so I really didn't feel like I should say anything. (laughs) But it wasn't really long into it. Honestly, you were all kind of pissing me off. Um, And I realized that you guys needed to be directed. You needed that safety net. That in your boldness and your choices, you needed to be free about that and that you really in that moment couldn't be worrying about continuity of it, not worry about the story and sometimes even the tone. You were so in that moment that it, those moments really didn't weave together and make sure that they end up looking like a matching piece. So that's usually my process, that um, usually in early rehearsals, I don't really direct much. I let the actors kind of do what they want. I mean, I'll nudge them in one direction or go, God, no, that was hideous.
0: And I have actually heard her say those very words before, (laughs) to to me, as I recall.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yikes. Yikes is one of my favorites, (laughs) yeah. But in the early rehearsals, I don't do that a lot, um, especially if it's action-y. For me, I don't do a lot of performance tune-up until I really get people in their place. Um, I really pay attention to their instincts and where in the room they move, what kind of movements they are, and once as actors figure out, then we lock it down where the people are gonna be, that's when I really fine tune that performance. And I'm pretty specific, I'm exact. For film, we run it over and over again exactly the way, that's pretty much how my process is. I try and let the actors have pretty much free reign over things until we tighten it towards the end but even the day of the shooting, we find things, you know. So you have to be open and free-willing even even the moment that
0: the cameras start to roll. Well, and actually you said that you need to step into a direction. And I would like to say that good actors want a good director who knows what they want. So they can actually give that performance and so that somebody that they can trust can be at the helm and say, uh, yeah, no. So I wanted to point that out as well.
1: Yeah, the director is definitely the keeper of the vision. You have to have the whole thing in your head and make sure that every moment is captured the way you want it because nobody else is going to. I mean, it's you've got to do it.
0: So what do you think? What do you find that actors do that are the most challenging to either understand or to work with?
1: Ugh, freaking changing it up every time. <laughs> <laughs> in rehearsal, it's awesome. I love you to change it up. I don't mind if you change dialogue or move it around. But once we get into the more active pre-production and we're going to shoot soon, that inconsistently just makes it so difficult because sometimes it happens on set. I mean, just the actor will decide all of a sudden that it doesn't work. And it's like, well, we had four weeks of rehearsal. We could have discussed it then. That's kind of one of my pet peeves, if you can't tell.
0: And yeah, I, I could tell, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and really, that's why film is called the director's medium and stage is called the actor's medium, because in stage, once you've opened, the director's job is done. You know, the director's gone, and it's all up to the actors at that point. So, uh, what That's are some why of the... I
1: don't do theater? By yeah, part.
0: that would be one of those reasons. So, what are some of the worst mistakes that an actor can make on the set?
1: Well, do you mind going back to the audition process at all?
0: No, no. From the auditions, you know, the set, pretty much at any point. What What are some mistakes that actors can make?
1: uh from the auditions don't tell me how good you are just (laughs) don't for the love of god um actually from the moment you tell me how good you are and start dropping names or all that i know exactly how good you aren't really um you need to show me how good you are and again i want you bold i don't want you ridiculous and uh, those are two very different things have some sensitivity about it also if you're being overly friendly and trying to kiss my butt that's a really bad, bad turn off. I really don't care if you like me or not. I only care if you can act. Just a, a heads up on that. <laughs> and on set, I think some people just stop listening. When the cameras are rolling, they have the whole deer in the headlight thing going on. They're not flexible, which we haven't talked about yet, but that's another really important one. On the, even on the day of the shoot, I need you flexible. If you're not flexible, it just kills the performance. You're not listening to me. I tell you to do something like move your foot two inches to the left and you stand there stunned. i I don't know what to do with you, so be prepared. I want 90% performance at the dress rehearsal, and then at the day of shooting, I want the whole thing. I want you to still have something you know, left in the tank for me. You have to have some kind of moxie left. If you're stuck where you were in rehearsal, we've, we've got a big problem.
0: Now, you were talking about listening to the director and how important that was, and it's also really important to listen to the other actors as well. Oh, yeah, absolutely. You know, if you've solidified a performance, if you don't listen to what's going on in the moment, then you miss out on some brilliant stuff that happens in the moment because you weren't in it like everyone else. Flexibility is an absolute key for any actor. Actors should treat every rehearsal like a performance, and every performance like a rehearsal. You give it your all in every rehearsal, and you stay open and flexible in every performance. So um, what do you think is the one thing that actors need to know about directors?
1: Well, each director is so different. I think you do what you have to do as an actor, but if you end up with a director who isn't respecting you and your craft, you you just have to move on. Um, find someone that wants that input, your input. You need to find kind of like your tribe, I call it.
0: And tell me, how does personal drama fit <laughs> into this whole thing?
1: Yeah, don't, please. Stop no no personal drama <laughs> keep the drama on the set not between the people as artists we're all just so open and vulnerable that vulnerability is so important for everyone to be involved it has to stay about the project and your performance and it's going to reflect on everyone as the actor you're the face of the project so if you tune out because of interpersonal stuff that's happening it can really ruin the whole project
0: well we are out of time thank you so much for being here carolyn Uh, If any of you have interest in writing, please check out Carolyn's podcast, Writing Without the Drama. She has some amazing ideas as a writer, as an artist, just as a human being. She's brilliant, and I've learned so much from her. I really value the friendship I have with her and also the working relationship that I have with her. So again, thanks for coming today, Carolyn.
1: Thank you for having me. Thank you for listening to our series, Creating Without the Drama. For more information about this podcast and many others, including Writing Without the Drama, please go to
0: www.creatingwithoutthedrama.com.